0: Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, brother. I'm I'm excited to preach this word today, and I'm even more excited that Andrew could have just kept on preaching it. You know, because I I don't want to just get this word to you. I want to get the word through you. I want you to receive it in such a way that it's yours and you sharing it with other people. I praise the Lord. And that is happening. That's why we have 25 preachers in here and teachers and all things Because they've received this truth of new covenant grace and they can't help but share it. So praise God. It's amazing. Amen. Hallelujah. Andrew could have kept on right on going with my message today. Mm-hmm. Everybody okay? Praise the Lord. Um, yeah, keep in prayer for our community and for the family. That um, young lady who was killed, the funeral was here yesterday. And uh, from all accounts from what Christy was telling me, she worked the sound it was long. It was, We were here all day. But praise God, they, she said it was very beautiful uh, and, and touching. Um, praise God, Bakari Beckworth, a good pastor friend of mine, spoke for the young lady, uh, was a part of his church there. She was also a part of Grambling. The president of Grambling University was here and spoke as well. And our, our sheriff, Kevin Cobb, spoke also. And uh, he said things went well. But just continue to pray. Uh, our good friend, Pastor Kelvin Davis from Wisner, is going to be uh, doing a, um, a uh, Stop the Violence prayer rally and preaching, teaching, and music uh, at Westside Park next Friday, uh, next Friday evening. Uh, we're, we're supporting that work as well. So praise God. You know, the answer to, to any community, the answer to any struggle is Christ. Amen. It's what Andrew just said. It's the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, I started something last week. Remember, last, who, who was here last week when I, I brought out those? Or the week before, David John was last week, and the week before I brought out those swords, and we talk about being dead. Anybody remember that? Who was here for the swords? Praise God, and y'all, y'all still came back. Anyway, okay, that's a good sign. I Had some others that looked like they maybe weren't here. Well, that's why I always like to do a little review. If you would put Matthew 26:28 on the screen. And we're going to start just by a short review recap of last week. And I hope to be able to explain this. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to explain in such a way that you're going to see the truth of the gospel more clear than ever before today. And praise God, I know we always have guests of family members visiting their sons and daughters in Fresh Start. We welcome you here as well. Praise God. I believe you're going to get something today, maybe in a way you've never heard before. Amen? So it's going to bless you. Matthew 26, 28, uh, praise God. He said, this is my blood of the covenant, the testament, for the forgiveness of sins. And we know and have established, we as Christians who, you know, if we've been a Christian at any time in your life, um, uh, any, for any certain time growing up in a Bible belt or growing up in the church, we can understand and we can fully believe, as I said when we started this series, that we know that the blood has washed our, and cleansed our sins and we have forgiveness from the penalty of our sins by the blood. Amen. That's a pretty well-established fact, spiritual fact, and it's a very well-received fact in churches all across the world who claim to be Christians, that the blood has washed our sins, and because of His blood, who paid for our sins, we don't have to die and go to hell, right? We don't have to pay for our own sins because Jesus... And people receive it, and we believe it by faith. Okay? It is a fact of spiritual truth that, praise God, Jesus is the Son of God. He died on a Roman cross. He was buried, and on the third day, He rose again. And without that shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And praise God, we know that we have that. And all of us who are saved are pretty confident. How many of you who receive Christ and know that He washed your sins are pretty confident that you are saved? We got some saved folks in here. So you believe it. Praise God for your faith because you have faith in the fact of the Word of God. I like Victoria mentioned the fact today. I'm going to talk about the fact, sister. Hallelujah. That's just a little confirmation there, too. We're going to be stressing on the fact of his word. So the fact that Jesus died and shed his blood to wash our sins, that you don't have to be under the penalty of sin. You don't have to die, go to hell. You can be saved from the penalty of all your sins, of all your past, of everything you've done, past, present, and future, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you have received that by faith, and you're pretty confident in it. Amen? That's great news. Okay? Because, uh, you know, if you're not confident in that, don't understand that, then praise God, we got to, you know, reteach the simplicity there all again. But I think most folks in here have a good grasp on that. But, man, what I was stressing a couple weeks ago is that we serve a good God who didn't just want to promise and provide for us forgiveness of our sins we committed and the penalty of it, and still leave us bound by the sinful nature in us and under to the dominion and power of sin. Right? So He didn't just want to wash the penalty of your sin, but then leave you bound to the dominion and power of sin that you'll continue struggling with the sin nature for the rest of your life. We serve a good God. I'm telling you, we know good God. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't remove the penalty of the sin, and not empower you and remove the dominion of the sin nature. Right. And yet, the body of Christ as a whole and many people struggle with this part of the simple gospel. Hallelujah. So we, we, we know that He provided a way not only did His blood cleanse the penalty of the sin, but He also provided a way for deliverance from the sinful nature that keeps us bound in sin. And unfortunately, what I told you, the way He provided to get rid of your sin nature is only one way, and that's death. So then we brought out the swords and we said, okay, who's ready to come and end it once and for all and never struggle with your nature again by dying? But then, praise God, the good news at the end of last message was that He's already done that too. Just like He shed His blood to cleanse you from the penalty of your sins, past, present, and future. Let me make sure we get this. Because how many know what He did 2,000 years on on the cross? The blood washed away future sins. It had to, because all of you were born in the future of 2,000 years ago. So if it wasn't a good way to wash away our future sins, none of us would be cleansed. What he did once and for all was once and for all eternity. He never has to go back and do it again. So he did that, but I'm telling you, the the other part we struggle with. Romans 6-7, the meat of the message last time, we'll put that back up. We said that death is the deliverance, is the way He provided for us to be delivered from the dominion and the power of our sinful nature and sin. And then He said this, because he who is dead is free from sin. So if you're dead, if your nature, if you died, then you're no longer under the dominion of sin that was attacking you. We're going to understand this more today. Praise the Lord. So we as Christians all know the fact that the blood cleansed us from all our sins, but we have trouble with the fact that His death delivered us from the sin nature. So He tells us, go with me now to Romans. We were in Romans last time. Go with me to Romans 6. We're going to hit it a little bit harder today. Understand it. Open it up by revelation. Romans 6. For it says in verse 6, For we know that our old self was crucified with Him, So that the body of sin might be done away with, that which should be no longer slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. So I'm telling you again that the blood took care of washing your sins and giving you forgiveness from everything you've done, but the death on the cross took care of your sin nature once and for all too. And the church as a whole and individuals in the church have a lot of trouble grasping that for it to become reality in their life, even though it's a spiritual fact. You see, everything that God has done, praise God, in Christ Jesus is a spiritual fact. Matter of fact, look at it this way. Jesus has already paid for and died for the sins of all of the world. But many in the world cannot bring this truth, this fact, into the reality of their everyday life because they haven't received it by faith. So the sins of the world are paid for. And what's your son or daughter or loved one or friend or coworker who's not saved and you're praying and asking, Lord, do something to save them. Hey, what God is telling you is I've already done it. Jesus paid for the sins of the whole world, even those who aren't saved yet, what they have to do is receive it, making it part of themselves by faith in what He has done. In the same way, Christians who believe the blood has cleansed us, struggle with living it out because they don't believe the next fact that His cross, His death, killed you. So many in the world today and the churches today all around still believe that we're a sinner and have a sin nature and the fact of the truth of the Word says it's not so. So they're believing a lie from Satan and not enjoying the freedom that they have over the dominion and power of sin because as much as we can wrap our mind around and understand and say, yes, I believe in my salvation, people have struggled saying, yes, I believe I died with Christ. And yet the Word is clear about it. You see, it's a spiritual truth. And it's a fact of the spiritual truth. And to, in order to walk it out, we have to first believe by faith in the fact before you see the evidence of it. How I many of you know you were born again and saved and you believe that, yet it might have took a while for your life to start seeing the fruit and the evidence of your salvation? But even before you were living this part of it or this part of it, you still believe you had it. Well, in the same way, I'm telling you to grow further in that. I'm telling you that you who are in Christ, you died with Him and you were buried with Him. And your sin nature is no longer there. Your sin nature who is bound to sin, has been circumcised, has been put on the cross, and when He died, you died with Him and were buried. I've said this a lot of times, but now today, I believe we have a way of articulating it. And by the Holy Spirit and you listening, I believe you'll be able to receive it so that you can believe it by faith and be as confident in His death as you were in His blood. How about that? Praise the Lord. So it says, verse 11... In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin. In the same way that the death He died, He died to sin once and for all. In the life He lives, this is verse 10, He lives to God. In the same way, you as Christians who are in Christ, you were in the world You were a sinner in Adam, but the cross took care of that, and when He died, He took your nature in Him. He became you, and the wrath of the law fell on Him instead of you. And then when He died, your nature as a sinner died, and you were recreated, born again, made new. If anyone's in Christ, you're a new creation, and you're born not of the father Joseph, but you're born of the father God. And when you're born again, you are not born with a sin nature. Nature. When you're born again, your new nature is from above and not from below. Your new nature is born again. Your old nature has been crucified, and yet there's leftover remnants of it floating between your ears and your brain and your habits and lifestyle, and that's what we fall to. But if you would come to the agreement of the fact that I'm not a drug addict, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not even a sinner, I have died and I've been born again, it will give you the power to live it. but in order to reckon it, and let me, let, me, let me clarify this term. It says in the same way, verse 11, King James, put that one version up. King James 6.11. And then we'll look at it in this version as well. It says to reckon ye yourself, or see yourself, or count yourself as dead to sin. That word reckoning, and it's translated real good in the NIV, count, is really an accounting term. When, you, when you're reckoning, you're counting as fact. It's not just, guys, I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about wishful thinking here. I'm not talking about thinking, well, you know, the word says I'm, I'm dead to sin, so I'm, I'm dead to sin, I'm dead to sin, I'm dead to sin. Oh, you're, you know, you're in temptation, you're in a struggle, and you keep saying, and if you think it enough and say it enough, then you might believe it. No, no, no. I'm telling you, it's a fact. And when you, by the revelation of the Spirit, when you know it as fact, then you'll be able to reckon it. You'll be able to think this way, and you'll be able to count it as a part of you when you know it and believe it by revelation. Just like you know the blood has cleansed the penalty of your sin and washed your sins, I want you as Christians, pray that I'm pastoring in this church teaching you, I want you to know at the same level that you're dead. And you were born again with a new nature. I want you to be that confident. So how can you reckon it? It's like if I'm reckoning something, you know, and all the things man does, you know, we, we, we don't do everything perfect and, you know, we're building a house or we're painting a picture or we're doing this or doing that. And all the things we do, except for arithmetic and accounting, it has to be exact. You know, two plus two has to be four. You can't go to the bank with a hundred dollar deposit and they get a slip back that says you deposited 300. That's not right. They have to reconcile it. They have to reckon it. They have to put their books together or somebody's in trouble, Right. You can't go to the bank with a $100 deposit and get back and say, oh, you deposited 89 No, what, what? No, no. I'm not going to stand for that. Something's wrong, you know? So a reckoning, an accounting, is, is based on fact. So in order to do what Romans 6.11 is saying... Reckon ye yourself to be dead in sin, dead to sin and alive to God. In order to reckon it, you have to first build that reckoning on fact. And the fact is Jesus Christ bled for and washed all your sins. And the fact is he died with you as you and you were dead with him and buried with him. How can this be 2,000 years ago? I wasn't even born. No, no, no. It's in Christ. It's a spiritual matter. It's a spiritual truth that He died for the sins of the whole world even for people who weren't born yet and any of us who accept Him are placed into Him 2,000 years ago. But see, because God does not operate in time. You know, He doesn't have to do according to time. God is yesterday, today, and forever. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's at the beginning and the end at the same time. Okay? He's a bigger God than time, schedule, and calendar. He sees the end and the beginning all at once. And when you accepted Christ now, he placed you in Christ 2,000 years ago. Matter of fact, the Bible says even before the foundation of the world, he knew what was going to happen and he put you there then. Isn't that amazing? You see, God's a bigger God. He he thinks he's bigger than what we can see or feel or think. So I, I want you to reckon yourself likewise Just like Jesus died, He wants us to consider, to understand, to count, to reckon ourselves to be dead to sin. Folks, if you get this, if you get this in faith, just like you believe that the blood washed your penalties of your sin, if you understand that His death took away your sinful nature, it will give you the power to live it. You see, we can't walk in the reality of what He's done for us until we make it our own personally by faith in understanding what He's done. You can't be saved until you believe you need to be. You're a sinner. And you accept the fact that Jesus died and rose and He bled for you. When you believe it, that's when you have it, right? In the same way, You can't walk in this victory, I'm telling you, over the dominion of the sin nature until you believe your sin nature is dead. It's already a fact, but your mind and your and your soulless realm, your emotions and how you were raised and what you were taught all your life, that you're a sinner, you're a sinner, you're a sinner. You'll always have this struggle till you die. One day, praise God, you'll fly away and you know, you'll, you'll get off of all this struggle. No, God did something bigger than just wash your sins. He gave us the power over the dominion of sin. He loves us too much to leave us in the bondage to the sin nature as we struggle, struggle, struggle for the rest of our life. God loves you enough to take care of that once and for all. Hallelujah. And He did it by not your death dying now. He did it by Christ's death. And when you have faith in what Christ has done, it becomes yours. Oh, hallelujah, help me explain this part, Lord. You see, you're not looking for separate experiences outside of what Jesus has done, or is, or is doing. All the Christian experience is not like, Lord, I want to experience this. You know, you did this for Christ, you did this in this person, now I want to experience it. No, no what we do is look at jesus and we are in his experience come on I'm trying to understand in in adam we had the sin nature and we were bound to the sin of this world and we we're bound to this world Jesus came redeeming us from the fall and He did everything and we who believe in Him are in Him and everything He has experienced. Death death to the sin completely. Resurrection and the power of God in us. And the kingdom has come. All of that experience is not separate from Christ in a addition or here, here. Yeah. You, you individually and you individually. It's all in Him. Yeah. So everything you need is in Christ, and if you're a Christian, it's in you. Because you are in Christ. Folks, it's like this. You're sitting in this church right now. You can't pray and ask God, Lord God, put me in the sanctuary of the River of Life Church, deeper or better. You're already sitting here. You can't get in any more than you are. Lord God, give me a... A new experience in in Christ here and Christ there. Wait a minute. You're already in Christ and you've already died to sin. You already have a new life. You already have eternal life. Praise the Lord. So the experience is coming to the knowledge of what has already happened by the truth of the fact of the matter. Before your eyes can see it and your ears can hear it and you can smell it and taste it and understand it, you first have to understand that it's a spiritual fact and I receive it by faith. And after I receive it by faith, then I'll be able to experience in my walk. Y'all got that or do I need to say that again? You see, this is a faith walk. Walk. You received what Christ has done, bleeding and paying for your sins. You didn't see him physically. You weren't at the cross. It's in the word and you believe it. Because you were seeking the revelation of God. Holy Spirit showed it to you and you believe it. In the same way, Romans chapter 6. What shall we say? Verse 1, shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? Because the blood has cleansed our sin and will continue to cleanse our sin and cleanses our future sin, so shall we go on sinning? God forbid. No, that's not how it works. By no means. And he explains, verse 2, we died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? It's not just about His blood forgiving us every day. His blood forgive us and then His death took care of it so we don't have to live in it any longer because I'm talking to people and looking at you right now and you are not, praise God, a sinner. The reason this part of the gospel is so hard to accept for so many Christians that we died on the cross with Him and we have been risen to new life is because in many, many instances you've been preached to in error all your life. And God loves us enough by the Holy Spirit. He's leading us into all truth, even the truth that His blood washed your sins, but His death took away your sin nature. It's very clear. Guys, if you look at it for yourself, it'll start jumping off the page as you. It's everywhere in the Word. Let's look at it right here in Romans 6. By no means, we died to sin. Underline it. Past tense. You're not making yourself die to sin now. By making it happen. No, he's saying it already did. And when you believe it, it'll be easier to walk it out. If you're trying to make this happen, be dead to sin in what you're doing, you're missing out on what I'm saying. You can't experience anything outside of what Christ has done. You died to sin. Why? Because He died 2,000 years ago and you were with Him in that experience. You don't have to have a different experience separate from Him. You can't it's already a done deal because it's done in Christ. And that's where you are. You're in this church. You're in the seat. You can't get in that seat or get in the church anymore. You're already there. What has happened in Christ has happened in you. Because you are in Christ by your faith in who He is. Hallelujah. It's such good news. So, Romans 6 keeps on explaining this. It goes on to say right here, hallelujah, Verse 3, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into His death? You've heard me say it many times, but now I want you to accept it as a fact by faith and never go back on it. Never saying. I have a sin nature that keeps rising up in me. In me, there's a battle between the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other, and I'll struggle with this battle for the rest of my life. No, if you believe that way, you will. But when you count it as fact, that when he died, you died, and when he was buried, you were baptized into his death. Verse 4. We were therefore buried with Him and through baptism into His death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. How are you guys going to live a new life? By understanding when you receive Christ, you were baptized into His death. And don't ever go to a place where you have to stand up and say, my name is Joe and I'm an alcoholic and I'll always be an alcoholic. You'll be agreeing with the devil. When the word says opposite, he says you died to it and you were buried and it's over and that's not who you are anymore. You were resurrected a new creation and you need to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart what the word says about you rather than what your family or your ex-friends or your other people say about you because of your past. So. But, but Brother Dave, I'm not experiencing what you're saying. I still have all these struggles. I still sin. I still this. I still that. I'm telling you, faith is the evidence of what has happened before you see it. And before you start living it. Faith comes first, hallelujah. You have to know it first, and then you reckon it. First you know it by faith. And you receive it by faith. And then, praise the Lord, as it becomes a part of you, it's in your spirit and it is done. And your spirit is alive and holy. But your problem is between your ears, the way you've been taught, the way you've always thought, the way you misunderstood the scriptures. But now, praise the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, the light of the truth of the gospel is coming to you in a new and living way. Right. Right, Lord. Right, God. I'm dead to sin. Can you believe that in your heart and confess it with your mouth? Say it then, I'm dead to sin, dead to sin. But, alive to God. but alive to God. If you're dead to sin, then that part of your nature that was bent and had you bound in drugs is no longer there. So why give your brain an excuse to justify it by going back to it when the truth of the murder, this is not me. I'm dead to it. That drug addict alcoholic was dead and put on a cross and dead and buried. And he's no longer alive in me. He's dead. He that has died is freed from sin. If we, verse 5, if we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him as the resurrection. Now watch this, verse 6, this is key. Tie in verse 6 to verse 11 again for we know everybody say we know there's your answer folks how do you live this by knowing well that pastor is telling me this and i don't know about that We won't live it that's pastor the word says this and i see it in the word But my mind is having trouble grasping what it's saying. It's saying I died to sin, and I died 2,000 years ago, and I was buried. I don't get that. I don't understand. It's all right, but by faith, you say, I accept it because it's the Word. And the Word is more real than what I've been taught all my life or my feelings about this. I see it in the Word. I'm dead. And when you were born again, you were born a different person, not the same a new creation all things all old things were passed away everything in the fallen world that was in adam jesus came and on the cross he finished it all the effects of the fall everything there in spiritual realm it's done but it hasn't manifested in the physical realm until we receive it, accept it, and start walking in it. So it's manifesting in us, but it's not manifesting in the world yet because they don't believe it. They haven't accepted it by faith, what Christ has already done. This is deep now. This is deep. It will one day be fully manifested when there's a new heaven and new earth. Amen? but right now it's manifesting in your life as you believe it, receive it, and start walking in it. So here it is again, verse 6. For we know, everybody say, I know. know. What do you know? That our old self was crucified with Him. If you just come to church and never pick up your Bibles and you're wondering, look, I'm not preaching any heresy. I'm not telling you this. I'm, I'm reading it. It's in the Word. It's right here. If you haven't seen it, look at it yourself and underline it twice. If you don't believe me, underline it twice. Our old self was crucified with Him so that the body of sin might be done away with. Everybody say, my body of sin is done away with. It's not in you. It has no dominion over you because you're dead to sin. Now let me tell you something here. Let me clarify. Sin is not completely wiped away and eradicated. It's still around. But you're dead to it so it doesn't have power over you sin is still around you know and if you're not walking in this and believing it and understanding and walking in it and stepping out in faith in it it can still rise up in you and you can sin even though you're not a sinner just like I am not a painter but sometimes I paint you who are Christians are not sinners but sometimes you may sin see sin itself is not eradicated but you, the, with the sin nature is. It's kind of like this. The nature of wood is to float in water. But you can hold that wood down and, and, and put it under. I'm telling you, the nature of your former life when you were born was to sin because you were a sinner. But when we recognize it and ask God to save us, He did. But not only did He wash the penalty of your sin, He also by the death destroyed and killed and buried your sin nature that you wouldn't be bound to it anymore. He did not leave you in a struggling mess. God loves us. He wouldn't do that. Say, I don't want you to sin and you better not sin. And if you sin, there's going to be trouble and I don't want you to do it. Hey, I'm going to forgive your sins, but I'm going to leave you in this bondage to your sin nature. God loves you more than that. He didn't just forgive you of what you've done in the past and cleanse you by His blood. He also put you on his cross and killed you and you who believe in Christ you're not drug addicts you're not sinners, you're not lost you have been found, you are in Christ, you're not rejected you're not molested, you haven't been raped or all of these things, all of that is past and gone and he's given you a new nature, a new person we can still remember remember those things, we can learn from them and the stuff that happened to us in the darkness can become light to others but you don't have to to stay bound by it anymore. You can be free because all of that is dead and buried, and you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Wow. Some guests and visitors might hear might say, Wow, I've never heard that before. Why not? It's been there all along. What church have you been going to? What have you been listening to? Verse 8, Now if we died with Christ... There it is again. And it's not just Romans. It's all the way through. We died with Christ. We believe that we will also live with Him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, He cannot die again. Death has no longer has mastery over Him. The death He died, He died to sin once for all. But the life He lives, He lives to God. Once for all, to telesti, He cried out, it is finished. If you sin and mess up, In the weaknesses of your flesh, not grasping the full potential of who you are in Christ, still having the struggles of this world all around us, praise the Lord, we know it's there. The sin is still around. And we're growing in the knowledge of this truth and walking in it more and more. Hallelujah, and the knowledge of what has been happening to us. But if we sin, Jesus doesn't have to go to the cross again and pay for your sin, and you don't have to pay for your sin, thinking your baby's sick because of your sin, or this has happened to your job because of your sin. No, what has happened is you're going to walk in this path. You turned and started going this way, and you opened up the door to, for Satan to cut you up, and Jesus says, Come to me. He's already forgiven. He's already provided it for you. You can walk with Him. It's amazing. Go a little deeper. So, because of all this, now we got to verse 11. In the same way, count yourself dead to sin. See, I'm not preaching error, I'm not saying something wrong. This is what God says. He wants you to count yourself, reckon yourself. And I'm not talking about wishful thinking. I'm not talking about thinking it so much. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this illustration. I'm talking about the reason you can reckon it so is because it is so. The reason you can get a deposit slip saying you've deposited $100 and you can look at your account because you did deposit $100. Okay. So you can only reckon it by first knowing it. Watch this. See, it's based on the fact of the spiritual fact of what has happened. It's not based on a myth or wishful thinking. It's kind of like if you were born, if you're born a man... Oh, Lord. I better sit down. It'll make it clear. If you were born a man, but your parents think they should wait till you're five or six for you to decide if you're a boy or a girl... No matter how much you think you're a girl or how much the world tells you it's okay that you're born a man but you can be a girl. No matter how much you dress like a girl or have surgery to be a girl or take hormones to be a girl, the fact is you're a boy. And all the rest... (laughs) Wait a minute. All the rest is a lie from Satan and if you listen to the lie enough you can believe it and your life will be full of confusion. Okay, But the fact is, the evidence is there when you're born to look and see if you're a boy or a girl. And sometimes, hey, the... The sonograms today can tell you early, they used to make some mistakes, but not so much anymore. But if you don't believe the sonogram, just wait till it's born, take a look and see, and you write down on the birth certificate the fact of the matter. Is it a boy or a girl? And that's a fact. And that fact doesn't change no matter how much confusion people are in the world. And it's unfortunate... That this lie has spread so far that it's even in our little junior highs in Crowville and Winsboro, Louisiana. People confused about it because the enemy has pushed the lie so much. If you want to set them free from the lie, give them this tape and let them hear the truth. It's the truth that sets people free. Not playing with the lie. Not saying, okay, you know, it's, it's okay. I know the world is accepting this lie. I know it's cool to, to think this lie is a true. I know it's a part of the in crowd now. But I'm telling you, none of that patting them on the back and saying it's okay will set them free. Only the truth will set them free. In the same way, If you've been lied to all your life in churches saying that you're still a sinner and that you have a sin nature and you'll always fight this sin nature and carry it around and you'll barely make it, then you have swallowed a lie from the same enemy about the homosexual lie. And I want to tell you, this truth of who you are in Christ will set you free from the lie of the dominion of sin. Can you handle that one? I'm passionate about any bondage lie that keeps people from walking in the freedom. Because, man, the Holy Spirit is leading the people in the truth of the word all over the world. And folks that are hearing the unadulterated truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and who we are and what is crossed in are being set free. That's why we have so many preachers and teachers in here, because the truth has set them free from the lie. And it's such good news, they can't help but share it. Glory to God happening fast folks in fresh start if you graduate don't go back to a church that's going to teach you wrong i don't care if you all your grandma and four generations of family built that church if they're not teaching you who you are in christ and if they're still teaching you are a sinner i'm in the name of jesus by the authority of christ i'm telling you don't go are you going to be more loyal to christ or more loyal to your earthly family that's a hard word there who can receive it Those who want to live free will. Jesus' brothers and sisters came to the door where he was preaching. They said, your mom and your brothers and sisters are here. He said, who are my brothers and sisters? He said, these are. Read it. It's in there. Praise the Lord. Later they all got saved. Mama was. But the brothers and sisters got saved too. But at that time they weren't. That I can't interrupt what I'm doing in the kingdom of God with my brothers and sisters for what's outside. Who are you going to be more loyal to? What the Holy Spirit's doing in you now? Or your, the traditions of men? We all have to make a decision one day. Are you going to follow Christ? Or follow your traditions? That's hard. Praise the Lord. That's how this church got started, you know. We had to break out of traditions of men. Hallelujah. So, church, if we can believe and accept and know the fact of being forgiven, can we also believe, accept, and know the spiritual fact, knowing this, that our old man is, has been done, crucified with him, and that it's dead and no longer lives? And I've been reborn, not a sinner, but holy and righteous, because I've been reborn According to the Son of God, not according to Adam. You are a participant now, not in a sinful nature. All of you born again, you are a participant in the divine nature of God. You see, because everything we experience we experience in Christ, in Him. So you, are, you who are a believer are in him now, and in Christ there is no sin. This Christ who did not sin lives in you, and if you were still a sinner, he couldn't. Come on now. Let me help you understand. I know we still sin. I know there's still struggle. I know there's still problems. But I'm telling you, you who are born again, you have a new spirit, and that spirit is connected with the Holy Spirit in you, and the Holy Spirit could not live there while we were in Adam, sinners, so God sent the ultimate answer, and Jesus came and never sinned, took all the sin in Him, was cursed and punished for it, and then He was buried and rose again, and we who believe in Him, we also are dead and buried, and we also have risen again in Christ. You have this treasure of the holiness of God Inside this earthen vessel, and the earthen vessel, I understand because of the past ways we think and stuff that's happened in all kinds of ways, it still has struggle. But I'm teaching you, praise God, to unplug that brain of how you used to think in the old system of the world and reprogram it, plugging your head into the kingdom way of who you really are. I'm brainwashing you. Young people, go tell your mama. That pastor said he's going to brainwash us. He wants us to drink the blood and come to the sword and die. That's true. I want you to receive the forgiveness of the blood, and then I want you to understand that you died. And the life that I live now is not mine. It was purchased by the precious blood. So the life I live now is in him. And if we could get this, man, you'll enjoy living it. Now, when I walk down the aisle, I've been telling you, me and God are walking down the aisle. When I go to Walmart and I'm in line, I'm careful who's behind me and what I'm going to say and do because it's not my life anymore. It's Christ in me. So I'm going to speak life. I'm going to speak health. I'm going to speak blessing. I'm going to speak him. I'm going to speak forgiveness. We died, and we were res- resurrected in Him, and He's in us. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the living God? You know that verse? Don't we know that your body is the temple of the spirit of the living God, living in you, and that's who we are. So these hands belong to him, this mine, our eyes belong to him. I died with him, I was resurrected. Guys, if you think like this, it'll be real easy next time somebody offers you to put something stupid in your nose. Man, that person's dead and I'm alive in Christ. How could I do such a thing? What then? Because Jesus forgave us yesterday and today, should I continue to sin? God forbid. No way. That's not what this is about. This is about knowing who we are and that we're dead and we're born again in him. And now I have the victory to be able to live it because we know who we are. See, because everywhere I walk... The Spirit of the Living God who created heaven and earth lives in me. When I'm having a conversation, my mouth belongs to Him. And what I want to speak is from the Lord, not from what I think or what my old man thinks, but my renewed mind, how it thinks, because I have the mind of Christ, the Bible says. Is this okay? Am I scaring anybody? Is this too deep for you? Are you all right? You can handle it? Praise the Lord. Knowing this, it's important to know. Now watch this. I've got a little more time. I want to share something. Go with me to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. We'll put that on the screen. How am I going to be able to appropriate this fact and make it reality in my life. Preacher, you're preaching something high in the sky that we can never really live. I can't live this way. Come on, you know what all the things I've done and all the struggles I've had, and I'm just trying to make it past this day, and you're telling me that I'm dead to sin and alive to God? How can we, how can we accept that? How can we appropriate that? How can I make this spiritual truth become reality in my daily life? Because if it's not practical, if it doesn't work, it's not really real. But I'm telling you, it will work. And here's how. Anybody want to know how? Yeah. How to make this real to you, where it's not just some spiritual truth for some deep pastors here and there, and some bishops and apostles around the world, but it's for every person? How do we make this true? Simple, right here. Hebrews 11, verse one. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the sign of things not tr- that are seen things not seen are true. Let's do a different version. Faith is the substance. Faith is the surety. Faith is the substance and the evidence. How do we appropriate this? The same way you got saved. By your faith, you believed Jesus died for you and washed your sins. And by faith, you accepted it and you stand confident in your salvation. In the same way, by faith, you believe that you died with him and your old nature is dead and you're no longer a sinner. You're a saint of the living God made holy, not by what you do, but what he has done. He's given you his holiness. By faith, you must accept the spiritual fact. So before your mind can understand it, before you can wrap everything around it and analyze it and write down whatever, before by your Spirit, the Holy Spirit is revealing it from me through the Word to you. By your Spirit, you can say, yes, I don't have it all understood, but I accept the fact because I see it in the Word. I'm dead to sin and alive to God. The Word said I was crucified. Therefore, I believe in Your Word, God. By faith, I'm accepting it now. Faith is the substance, the confidence. I looked it up in that that Hebrew, in in the Greek of the New Testament. Faith, really, the best way to explain it is this. Praise the Lord. Substance, the Greek word noun, really a better way to say it would be, faith is the substantiating of things hoped for. Not just the substance noun, but the substantiating verb. In other words, we substantiate things every day. Make it evident and real in my life. Watch this. The grass is green and the sky is blue on that very nice clear day the other day. My daughter and I were laying in that green grass looking up at the blue sky for an hour. Just talking about the Lord. Well, the grass is green and the sky in blue was a fact. That day. Fact. It was. It was. Okay? Whether I f- believed it, thought it, or knew it, understood it, had faith in it or not, it was still a fact. Right? Well, my eyes, God given me eyes to see. So my sight was enabled able me to substantiate the fact that the sky is blue and the grass is green. It's a fact, but my eyes substantiate it for me, made it real to my present life. In the same way, you, Jesus died on a cross and rose again, and by faith, you brought it into your life as real. Does that make sense? So faith is the substantiating factor that makes the spiritual truth a fact in your daily life. Got it? In the same way, He died on the cross and you died with Him, and your sin nature was buried, and you were born again a new creation without the sin nature, but with a holy nature, and that's a spiritual fact, but you can't get it until your faith substantiates it for you. Even though it's a fact. It's a fact. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world, and it's already done. But the people out there who don't believe it can't have it in their daily life. They can't substantiate it. It's not substance to them until their faith brings it home. In the same way, you can't have the results of the fruit of this message until by faith you receive it. It's there. It's already fact. Okay, let me tell you the good news. It's already fact in your life. Well, you're not enjoying it until you can believe it. Hello? I tell you, I believe I'm dead to sin and alive to God. I've been preaching it long enough, I tell you, I truly believe it. And that's why you know, God's got me giving it to preachers around the world so they can give it to their congregations because He wants all the Christians to have it. He doesn't want you to believe that you'll always struggle around with the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other. You'll always be in a battle because you're a sinner and you'll fall every day. Well, I'm going to sin every day. Let me tell you something. I haven't sinned for the last three hours. I'm sure of it wait a minute. Wait, this is kind of deep. If that's true, I did not, I've been preaching the word. I've been thinking about Christ. I hadn't done anything sin. I haven't, you know, nothing. I haven't. It's true. So people oh, that, that preacher said he didn't sin three hours. If I didn't sin three hours, it's possible I could not sin the next three hours, isn't it? Right. Is it? So it's possible we don't have to live in sin. But if we've always been conditioned in our mind that you're a sinner and you're going to sin every day and you're always going to sin, then that's what you'll get because you don't understand the truth and can't substantiate the fact that you're dead to sin and alive to God. But the truth is setting you free right now. The truth is setting you free right now. I know this is radical, but it's all in there. Thank you. Thank you. So faith is substantiating the fact of the matter in the same way you can experience the reality that you're dead to sin. How? By faith in the fact. If you need more faith to get this, faith comes by hearing. You might have to drive back from Monroe or Sulphur, some of you. Come on back and you'll get some more. Come to the classes. We're teaching it. Andrew said, We teach it all the time. Look in the word, the scriptures we're giving you, and look it for yourself dead to sin, dead to sin. Circle everyone across there that says you died with him. And the more you see it, faith comes by seeing and believing his word. It'll build your faith in the word. I'm sure it's there. I'm telling you, I'm sure of it. Hallelujah. Now, so before, the trouble is. We're so used to basing our belief on what we see, feel, hear, and touch. Smell. We look at the evidence of our circumstances and we believe that more than the evidence of the Word. I'm telling you, there's going to be a conflict between what you see, feel, and hear with your touch and stuff like this than what the Word says. You might see still here, you know, your wife still fussing, arguing at you, saying you want a divorce, but the word says your marriage is going to stay true and you're going to stand and believe on it. Which one are you going to go with? What the word says or what the circumstances around you say? Come on. See, faith confronts a mountain and something's got to give. Either your faith will waver or the mountain will move. Uh oh. They can't both stay. That's deep. Are we going to believe the Word more than our circumstance? Same thing with sickness, disease, whatever. We're going to believe the Word more and operate in the Word, confess the Word, speak the Word, believe the Word, and then see it come to pass? Or are we going to say, Pastor, what you're saying, it can't be true because I'm still struggling with sin. Or are you going to believe your circumstance more than the Word? I'm telling you, while you're struggling with sin, praise the, your weapon is a melody, start preaching and singing the Word and say, say what the Word says about it in the middle of it! Hey one day we're all going to see that the word is more true than what our eyes see in the world I'm sure and we have a down payment of this see see let's focus on not what is seen but what is unseen you know we live by faith and not by sight So even though what I'm telling you, we have trouble to grasp because our walking daily reality is different than what I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm asking you as your pastor and your friend and your teacher to believe the truth of the word before you see it, the outcome. I'm telling you, faith is the evidence that it's coming. Faith is the substantiating of bringing the spiritual fact to your physical reality. Gee, Lord, you help me say that. I'm not smart enough to say all that. See, when he told me to preach, I had to step out in faith. I couldn't believe it in my natural mind. You know? I'm doing here is a step of faith. It's about time to go. Man. So, knowing is the first step. We can't really reckon it, account it as ours until we know it by faith. Okay? reckoning i'm gonna go on with this series in the next few weeks hopefully as the lord gives opportunity after we know it and we can reckon it then we can present ourselves as dead and made alive so lord god if i died with you and now i'm alive in you then the next obvious step would be to present myself as since i did i'm dead i now present myself as a the new me the, the resurrected me as a living sacrifice for you and as i present myself in the members of my body and eyes and a, see it was used to be taught that your body was carnal and sinful and your spirit was holy no no your body is holy know you not that your body is the temple of the living god Love your wife as your own body. So you Love your body, don't hate your body. Keep your body fit and ready because the Holy Spirit lives in it. Lives in your body. We want your body, to, you know, praise God. So it's, it's not, we know we still there's still struggle all around. So He didn't eradicate the sin, it's still there. But He eradicated your sinful nature and killed it. Amen? Isn't it wonderful? It's good news. Praise the Lord. So we know, we, we reckon it. We're born again. That's why we can understand. 1 John 3:9 says, if you're in Christ, if you're new creation, you do not sin. What he's saying is, your spirit, man, connected to the Holy Spirit, does not sin even if your leftover brain and leftover body does. You're not a sinner. I'm not a painter, but sometimes I paint. You're not a sinner, even though sometimes you might sin. See yourself and know it, that your old man was crucified and dead, and you've been resurrected, a new creation. Folks, the only thing that's going to enter the kingdom, heaven, forever, the only thing that's going to be with us is everything that's in the second Adam. Everything of the first Adam is going to perish and be cleansed and purged with the fire. There's a new heaven and new earth, and the only thing in it is is what's in Christ. And we are in Christ. Those of you who praise the Lord, you believe this, and you um, know. I mean, it's a fact even if you don't believe it now. For you Christians, it's already a fact. I'm just saying you can enjoy it a whole lot more when you believe it. But it's already a fact. Those of you who died in Christ and were buried, and you were crucified with Him, you can't uncrucify yourself. I know some of you try. You try to resurrect the old man and do the old ways, the old things. But the fact of the matter is you're trying, and you're being led astray, but you can't do it. You can't can't uncrucify yourself because Christ crucifies you with Him. Hey, somebody ought to smile at that. You might be struggling and trying to crucify, you know, trying to uncrucify yourself and wake up. The, let me tell you, you can't uncrucify yourself. God, God put you on that cross with Him, and you died with Him. Amen. By your faith in Jesus, your old man was killed and buried and resurrected, and you can't uncrucify Him. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Wow! Wow! You know, I'll give you some more next time, okay? Father, we thank You and praise You that not only Your blood has washed the penalties of our sin, but Jesus, by Your death on the cross, we also died with You. We were buried. And we accept it as fact. By faith, in the truth of Your Word, we accept it by faith. And so now we will substantiate it to our daily life and walk around believing we're dead to sin. Lord, I thank you and looking forward to the best part is not only we've been cleansed, forgiven, and dead, but Lord, we've been resurrected and now have a new life. Lord, in these next few weeks, teach us how to live this new life. In Jesus' name, amen.